many are departing from the Lord. So here's the Lord saying, it's time for us as men, as fathers to man up. To man up and declare what God said and declare uh, his will over our homes, over ourselves and over our homes. But listen, let me tell you, men, you're going to find it difficult to declare God's word of your life, uh, to declare him preeminent over your family if you are not in line yourself. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on last Sunday morning, we had a dynamic time. We spoke from the subject of Man Up. In our nation today, in our world, there is a desperate need for good fathers. I call them true fathers or spiritual fathers. Fathers that will declare the preeminence of Christ in their home and lead the way to Jesus. We're going to talk about that today and a whole lot more. I believe that you will be really blessed today as we talk about that father-son or father-daughter relationship right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. And don't forget to visit us on the web 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org or simply download the Kingdom Rock app from the Google Play Store or the Apple Market. I believe that you're going to have a dynamic time as you hear the Word of God. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Man Up, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. It's time to man up. Today we're going to be talking about several things as the Lord leads us. And I believe that you're going to be inspired and rich and encouraged by the rich word of the Lord. And I also believe that you will be challenged. Challenged. You know, it's impossible. One of the roles of a father is to lead their children in the way that they should go. It's impossible to do that without the Spirit of God. It's not possible. How can I lead my children in the ways of God without God? All I can do is is secure their uh, destruction if if the Lord is not included. It's impossible to do it without him. All right, well, you can turn with me in your Bible to the book of Joshua. We'll start there today. The book of Joshua, the 24th chapter. We're going to talk today about two types of fathers. Eventually, you'll see this, two types of fathers. There is what I call a true father, uh, also known as a spiritual father. Then, of course, there is a natural father. Let me write that on the board there. There is a true father, true father, or we can say spiritual father, spiritual father. And then there is, of course, a natural father. There is a true spiritual father, and then there is also a natural father. Let me take this from the get-go as we get started here. Every natural father is not a spiritual father. Every natural father is not a true father. And then you also have true fathers or or spiritual fathers that are not natural fathers. Does that make sense? What I mean by natural is that that there is a man that has um, that is that has children naturally. You have natural children. You have prodigy, natural children, spiritual father. Of course, we'll look at that today. What uh, what that means and all the implications. All right. Today, we want to discover 
These are some things that we want to discover. I'm not sure we're going to get into a part two. We can go, we can go in a whole nother series with this all together. We're just going to follow the leading of the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. But here are some questions we're going to answer today, or at least hope to answer or start to answer. Who is a father? What is a father? How does one become a father? And I'm talking about more than just natural. How does one become a father? And again, uh, because a man has produced offspring doesn't mean that he is a true father or a spiritual father. In fact, there can be a man that has no children and can have more children than a natural. Are you hearing? And let me give you this word right here. If you hear nothing else today, destiny is in the mouth of the father. Destiny is in the mouth of the Father. And I'm going to show you that today, Lord willing, in his word. Destiny is in the mouth of the Father. You say, well, my father has passed on. My natural father has passed on. Well, I understand that so has mine. But God still has spiritual fathers. If your natural father never spoke destiny into your life, If your natural father never spoke the blessing of God into your life, the Lord can still use a natural man to speak a spiritual blessing that will impact your life. There are still true fathers, or I call them natural fathers, that can speak destiny over your life. Maybe our fathers didn't know. Maybe they were not aligned with God. Maybe they were not spiritually in tune or aware. Well, that's all right. As you come into the knowledge of God in Jesus Christ, the Lord can divinely position you where you can receive that destiny that is for your life. Are you hearing? Oh, it is wonderful. So we're going to define some of these things today. Let me show you. It's just a few things that are accomplished, that are accomplished by a spiritual father. Here again, all spiritual, or rather, let me say it this way, all natural fathers aren't spiritual fathers. Amen. Or, or I can say all true fathers aren't, um, or rather, all natural fathers aren't true fathers or spiritual fathers. I think you get what I'm saying, right? Amen. Let me say it this way, and we'll hopefully see this as well. You can have natural children, a man can have natural children that are not necessarily his spiritual children. When you are a spiritual son or a spiritual daughter, that means that there is something that is transmitted from the father to them. To them. It is more than just uh, receiving a physical body or physical looks. That's what trans, uh, transpires in a natural child. But you can have natural children being raised up in the house of God that do not possess the characteristics of their father. Amen. The Amen. spiritual characteristics of their father. One of the greatest examples of this, we'll see this in the Bible, but I love that movie uh, Gladiator. I like that movie. Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. Now, it has a lot of violence, so I'm not saying go, go out and watch it and let's put it in the Bible as, you know, Gladiator chapter one and all. I'm not saying that, but, um, but there's a general thing in there. The emperor there has, has a son. Uh, what's his name again? I forgot. I think it's Cle- Claudius, maybe. Claudius the Cassius, something like that, right? And then there he has uh, Maximus is the general, and he tells Maximus, I wish you were my son. 
because Maximus picked up on the spirit of the, of the emperor. But his son that was raised in the household did not pick up his spirit. He became something else. Such is the case with Eli's sons there in the word of God. Eli had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Oh my God, did they not pick up on their father's spirit at all? At all. It was very, very, very bad. But Samuel did. Someone on the outside did catch that. Catch the spirit. Are you hearing me? Oh, it's so wonderful. So you can have natural children that don't pick up on your spirit. But, uh, but there is a bond that God gives to a spiritual father and spiritual sons or spiritual daughters. There is a bond there, an invisible bond that ties them together. You'll see this several times, the Lord willing, we see with Paul and Timothy. There was a spiritual bond there. There was a spiritual bond. Uh, such was the same case, really, with Samuel as he, as he grew older, as the prophet of God, with Saul. I mean, it was, their hearts were knitted together, and Saul, or rather Samuel, wept over Saul when he made so many mistakes. He really did. But then there can be also spiritual brothers, such like David and Jonathan, spiritual connections, spiritual sisters, or spiritual mother and daughter like Ruth and, and Naomi, right? I mean, like Naomi and Ruth, of course, spiritual mother and daughter. So there can be connections, God-given divine connections that God will use to fill a void in your life. But a spiritual father is different than any others because it is the father that has seed and it is the father that the Lord will use to cultivate or nourish what is in you, to bring out the best of what is in you. Praise Jesus. Oh, the Lord's got a word today. So I pray that you're hearing because we're going to go sort of rapidly today, but not too fast. Amen. All right, let's go on. Joshua, the 24th chapter. I'm going to read this to you. Joshua 24 verses 14 through 15, 14, 15, just two verses for the sake of time here. I want to show you some characteristics of a true father. And then we go into further. We go in a, a little bit further. Joshua 24 verses 14 through 15, 14 and 15. This is how it reads. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers serve that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And I love this last phrase here. This is what it says. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua spoke up for his household and declared that his household was under the covering of God, under God's covering. He was saying here that Christ or God has the preeminence in his household. It is the man that has the authority to speak over the household. Such as it was from the very beginning. God has given the spiritual authority or, or headship to the man, to the husband, to the father here. And Joshua, as the spiritual authority, is able to speak over his household. Now, this is a big statement because he's speaking this in the midst of a culture that is full of compromise, full of hypocrisy. Remember, we've just read that the people of God were, were unsure whether they were going to serve God or not. 
And such is the case today in our culture. They don't know what they want to do. Then many are departing from the Lord. So here's the Lord saying it's time for us as men, as fathers to man up. To man up and declare what God said and declare uh, his will over our homes, over ourselves and over our homes. But listen, let me tell you, men, you're going to find it difficult to declare God's word of your life, uh, to declare him preeminent over your family if you are not in line yourself. Hallelujah. Well, I don't have any natural children. You're not talking to me. Oh, my God. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Let's go a little bit further here. Let's talk about another father. Let's go to the book of Job. You can or just or just hear me. Job 5. Let me show you what another father has done here or another characteristic of a true father. Remember, a natural father, many, all they do is just drop the baby and go. Are you hearing? And that's it. And they're out of the mother's life. And the mother is there with the child face to raise the child herself. That's not the will of God. It takes two to produce the child. It takes two to raise the child. It takes the softness of mom and the hardness of dad. Are you hearing? Praise Jesus. But the Lord can and will when a natural father is not in place as a spiritual father over the children. The Lord can and will, if you ask him to, align the child with a spiritual father. Let me give you a few more characteristics of a spiritual father. We're going to come back to Job. Let me give you some characteristics of a spiritual father and what a spiritual father does. And we're going to talk about what a spiritual son or daughter does, too. But here are these characteristics of a spiritual father. A spiritual father can bring out the best in the child and the best in a spiritual son or daughter. I don't want to always want to say child because there are grown men that have spiritual fathers. I have a spiritual father. Hear me. And because spiritual fathers are are produced in the spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that is working or manifesting himself out of the man, causing him to be a father. And he causes um, the other person, it could be a son or daughter, causes them to be submitted to the authority of Christ within that spiritual father. Because these things are occurring spiritually, a spiritual father can be years younger than a spiritual son. Because it's got nothing to do with flesh. It's all about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is using the individual. So a spiritual father can bring out the best in a spiritual son or daughter. He has a spiritual father has been given prophetic insight for the son or daughter and has a God given view of the person's life. Three, uh, the spiritual father can uh, or always seeks to uphold the son. Always wants something better for the son or the daughter. Always wants something better and is seeking opportunity somehow, some way to raise them up. That's a true spiritual father. A one that is not a true spiritual father. Hear me, please hear me, because there are a lot of people claiming to be spiritual fathers. And I'll take you under my wing and I'll do this if you only pay this per month. If you give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, then I'll offer you my holy covering and you will be so blessed. No. That's a harlot type spirit. 
Are you hearing? I'm showing you the characteristics of a true spiritual father. So here again, a spiritual father always always, uh, exalts his spiritual son, is always looking for ways to promote them, always looking for ways to improve or, again, to exalt them. They can readily, uh, at times, speak a word of wisdom and calm storms. Readily speak a word of wisdom and calm storms. And sometimes the spiritual father doesn't have to say anything at all. But just being in the presence calms things down. Again, it is not the person, but it is the spirit of God manifesting himself through the person. For what man has that ability? Only God does. Are you hearing? A true spiritual father, again, offers a rebuke in love when necessary, not to punish, but to correct. If you be not punished, if you be not, uh, that is, shall I say, if you be not corrected, if you're a son and the son is not corrected, you're not really a son, but you an illegitimate child. I'm not going to say the B word that goes along with that, although it is in the Bible. Are you hearing? Again, a spiritual father has a burden to intercede, a burden to intercede has been given the measure uh, for the son and can identify the strengths and weaknesses. You've been given a measure. Now, so I'm speaking to you today as spiritual sons, spiritual daughters, and I'm telling you about how you, many of you will be spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers to those that are in need. Are you hearing me? So this is twofold. This is twofold. A spiritual father um, also can give direction, wisdom, and insight. Many of this is all here again by the Spirit. Some it will be by experience, but some will be by the Spirit. It just comes up freely. It just comes up freely. Are you hearing? A spiritual father fights to defend his spiritual sons or daughter. Declares He also declares the blessing over them. That is true. That is still very much true and significant today. A spiritual father is loving, kind, patient, gentle, forgiving, and at times can be stern when necessary. Are you hearing? All right. So those are some characteristics, and we'll look, look over some other things, some characteristics of spiritual fathers, and we'll look at characteristics of spiritual sons and daughters. But right now, let's go back into the book of Job, Job 1, 5. And I want to show you this in the word of the Lord. Are you ready for this? Oh, my, my, my. Let me show you a characteristic, another characteristic of a spiritual father as it relates to home. One, we saw how Joshua spoke over his household. It's a very good idea, uh, fathers, to rise early in the morning and speak over your households. This house, I declare and decree that this house uh, is covered by the blood of Jesus. I declare and decree that my family are under the covering of God Almighty and that God has the preeminence in my home. What's happening? You are raising the flag. You are raising the banner that day. And all those that see it, all the demonic powers of the unseen forces that see that know to step away because Christ is in control here. It's kind of like, I, I kind of look at it, I used to be in the alarm system business, and it's, it's kind of like, uh, I think Brother Jacob and I put in maybe some systems at one point or another. <laughs> it's kind of like the thing they should tell us, April, in, uh, in alarm school, you know, and, and they say, well, when you go down the street, and uh, when criminals look for a house to invade, 
you know, they're going to pass over the houses that have the sign in the yard. They're going to try to go for the houses where there's nothing there. Oh, we can be here all day. We can be here all day. You know, there's a sign in this yard protected by so-and-so security. Of course, I'm not going to name in particular company because you didn't pay me. So I'm not going to advertise your product. But you can rectify that later by making a check out too. Anyway, so, but they said when you see a sign and a criminal thief sees a sign, they'll simply pass over. They'll pass over. Listen to that. When they see the sign, they'll pass over. That sound familiar? When I see the blood on the door, that spirit of death will pass over. So when you raise a flag in your home and say, my family is covered by the blood of Jesus, I decree right now that my children are covered, even though the children may be grown and gone. But you still declare they're covered by the blood of Jesus. Christ has the preeminence in my family. And I declare that God is Lord of us all. You're raising that flag. You're putting a sign in your yard. Boom. Enter at your own peril. This house has a sword. Anyway, praise the Lord. This is one thing that Job did on a continual basis. Job 1 verse 5 says, And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about. You know, Job's children, they liked to party. They liked to party. They sinned quite often. What happened? It says, that, And it was so when their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them. Come on home, children, let me pray for you. And rose up, it rose up early in the morning. And offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Job offered the blood of sacrifice for his children. At this time today, there is no better blood than the blood of Jesus Christ. Offer the blood of Jesus for your children. Father, this day I offer the blood of Jesus. I present the blood of Jesus for my children. Lord, I ask you to sanctify them today. Keep them safe and wash them. Let their ear be open to your voice this day in the name of Jesus. I take authority over any demonic power. I take authority over any spirit of temptation. Anything that would challenge them, anything that would move them from your presence. This day, God, cause them to experience your awesomeness and know who you really are. The blessing of a father. Are you hearing? Not just over natural children, but also over spiritual children. As a spiritual father of this house, I pray, the, I pray God's blessings over your life. Are you hearing? So there's a dual role. I as spiritual father, you as spiritual sons and daughters, you as spiritual fathers, and you as spiritual mothers. Are you hearing? Uh, those of us that are really young as brothers and sisters. Although, although at one point I was in one Bible study and there was this young man, uh, 15 years of age, maybe 16 at the time. I may have been in like 25 years of old, 25 years of age. And that young man spoke with such wisdom. He's a pastor now. He spoke, I see him from time to time. He spoke with such wisdom. I thought to myself then, I said, I can follow him. Because it wasn't the individual, it wasn't the flesh, it was the Spirit of God within them. Amen. 
Are you understanding? I can follow Christ. It's flesh I got a problem with. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I want to give you another example here. Then, uh, Lord, our time is going today. I'm enjoying this so much. Fathers, and hear this, this is one of the greatest things that a spiritual father can do. Fathers pass down or impart a blessing to the offspring, to their offspring, to their children, natural children and spiritual children. One of the great roles of a father is to declare a blessing. Again, destiny is in the mouth of the father. Now, this is practice. Uh, this is practice in many places, especially overseas. One of my uh, friends, um, Apostle Rogers, he tells me continually, sometimes when he goes overseas, some of the people would say to him, bless me, man of God, bless me, bless me, bless me, man of God, bless me. Because many of them revere the man of God. Not saying, oh, I'm gonna put you on a pedestal and all this stuff, but they know that the man of God carries the spirit of God. There's something special about the called man of God. And God, how God relates to that individual. Are you hearing? There's a special anointing on him to do that special duty or assignment. Are you hearing? Like there's a special anointing on you. I'm telling you, if I need, uh, if I need my plumbing work done, if rather if you need your plumbing work done, you, don't, don't call me. <laughs> I don't have the anointing for that. I'll call one of these men here. I need your anointing for that. And I'll say, bless me, man of God, bless me. Put your blessing on my, on my faucet here. Put your blessing on my sink. It is dripping. Are you hearing? Bless me, man of God. Bless me. Why? Because you have an anointing for that area. Hallelujah. Okay. But there is, uh, there is a blessing that is in the mouth of the Father. There is destiny in the mouth of the Father, especially if you look back at the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, all of these gave formal blessings to their children, especially at the point of their death. They decreed the blessing. They decreed an inheritance. And they also spoke prophetically over their children. This is what God's going to do to you. This is what God's going to do through you. And it came out of the mouth of the father. Well, then, I mean, God is so powerful. Why did he just say it himself? Because he was setting up a standard, setting up a divine image, a divine picture, a symbol. And the spiritual father would be related to the, the, to the high father, God himself. The father, God himself, uh, our heavenly father, Abba father, speaks blessings and decrees blessings over his children, over us. And he's using that earthly man, he's using his spirit inside the earthly man to do the same thing. Now, this was so prevalent in that day. As a matter of fact, when um, uh, Jacob, uh, not Brother Jacob here, but Jacob, who later became Israel, he tricked his father to giving him the blessing. And then when, a, when uh, Esau, because, you know, uh, Isaac, his father, Isaac was old and he couldn't really see uh, uh, his brother, Jacob's brother Esau, had a lot of hair. He was a man in the field. He had hairy arms. And so uh, Jacob's mama told him, all right, we're going to trick your daddy. Here's what you do. Go outside and you get some animal and we're going to put his hair on your arm and you go in there and you get the blessing. You receive the blessing. It was so valuable. They understood that the blessing of the father was powerful and that there was destiny tied up in the mouth of the father. Amen. 
So he goes in, of course, and, uh, and what happens, and you can read, read about this in the book of Genesis, of course, I believe, chapter 27. And uh, what happens, he, he goes in and he receives the blessing. Isaac declares the blessing over him. Oh, you're Esau, you're my favorite one, so I'm going to speak this blessing over you. You're going to be this and you're going to be that. And he spoke prophetically. Then later on, when his brother Esau heard about it, he came in and said to his father, do you have another blessing for me? Anything left for me? Anything left for me? Because there's something very powerful and very vital that is carried for you, that is carried for me in the mouth of the spiritual father. Are you hearing? Oh, this is so wonderful. And at times, many times, uh, it was the spiritual father, especially in the Old Testament, that carried the blessing, carried the blessing until, uh, his, until he was at the point of death and then he released it over the children. In today's modern day church, I don't have to be dying to release a blessing. You don't have to be dying to release a blessing. Are you hearing? Because it is the spirit of God who lives within us. Uh, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It is not my words in the first place. It's his words. So I can send and release a blessing. I can declare favor. I can declare God's best, God's riches over your life. In a position as a spiritual father. You understand? Now, these are special bonds that God himself makes. You can't just go up to somebody and say, I want to be your spiritual son. Well, I suppose you could do it. But it wouldn't mean anything in the halls of heaven. I want to be your spiritual daughter. You got a lot of money. You got a lot of stuff. I want to go where you are. Can I tie in with you? No. This is something that God does. God deals with both parties. God knits hearts together. He knits hearts together. Are you hearing? Praise Jesus. This is wonderful. So let me reiterate here in our, in our closing that destiny again is in the mouth of the Father. Destiny. You hold destiny, the destiny of your children, the destiny of your grandchildren. The destiny of those who God will call to you as spiritual sons or spiritual daughters, you hold their destiny in your mouth. So even if we have estranged fathers or strange fathers, my children will probably say that about me. Daddy is strange. He is really peculiar. And my son is nodding his head now. He's really a strange guy. Yeah, I know I'm hard to understand sometimes. I'm just. Anyway, but even if you have that, God can still use that individual because they stand in the office of the father. Stand in the office of the father. It is so critical. And especially in today's society today, there are many grown men, grown women that seek a father. Speak that seek a father. Seek God and God will lead you to that spiritual father. He'll lead you. He'll lead you. Now, let me give you some characteristics as we go on further, because I want to go deeper in this. We haven't really hit the surface yet. I want to go deeper in this. But let me give you some characteristics of a spiritual daughter or spiritual son. And I'll show you some other things. You can see a lot of this in the life of Elijah and Elisha spiritual sons 
Are you hearing me? Spiritual son, father, and son. But let me give you some characteristics of a spiritual, a true spiritual daughter, a true spiritual son. Number one. Now, of course, you can get the CD later on. You can download this online, whatever it will be there for you. And those of you that are already listening online, hello. Let me give you 10 characteristics. Are you ready for these? 10 characteristics of a spiritual son or daughter. One, again, he, is, he or she is divinely positioned to receive a stored up blessing which has been planted, cultivated, and now ready to be harvested in the heart of that father. Now that's a mouthful, isn't it? These are, the, these are words that the Lord gave me to give to you today. So a true spiritual son or daughter, God positions them to receive something. He has been cultivating something in the heart of that father that is ready to be poured out. And it won't just be poured out just over anybody, but there are some blessings that are only reserved for the spiritual son or daughter. There are some intimate connections that are only reserved for them. Remember, a father is in position to procreate, to continue a line. That's why the Bible says Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. It doesn't say Sarah, Rebecca, and I'm sorry, and Leo or Leah. It calls the father's name. Isn't that something I remember that? He says Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, because the father carries the seed for the generations. So when, a, when the father calls a spiritual, when God Almighty selects a person, a man to be a spiritual father, that means that there's something in you that he wants to continue down through the generations. And he places a son or daughter there in position to receive. Amen. Oh, this is some good stuff. Yeah. I pray you're hearing this. Here again, a spiritual son or daughter is in position to see also in position to see flaws that no one else can see in order to intercede for their spiritual father. God allows you to get in close and let you see some flaws. Not so that you can go back and run and tell but so that you can intercede. I see flaws. Let me intercede for my father. And you'll also understand that a spiritual son and father have a great bond of love. Great bond of love that is there between them. All right. The third thing is a, a spiritual son or daughter will do more listening than speaking when they're with their spiritual father. There are times when the spiritual son or daughter needs to uh, release. Needs to let me talk to you about this, Dad. Let me talk to you about this. Let me talk to you about this. There's a time. There's a time of releasing, but then there is also a time of listening. Are you hearing? Amen. They'll do more listening because they want to receive an impartation. Amen. Much of the impartation will come through the voice. Not all, but much will come through the voice. All right, there's also a spiritual son or daughter once was in the father's heart, not necessarily what's in his hand. Which is a way also that a spiritual father would tell uh, the charlatan or not. You see this and that? Oh, what you can do for me. You can tell you what you can do for me. Hit that door right over there. Because a true spiritual son is not interested what's in his hand, what he has, but what's in his heart. What's in his heart. Are you still here? Let me give you, give me just a few more, then we'll, um, we'll close out. A true spiritual son or daughter has a godly admiration or adoration uh, in their heart toward their spiritual father. There is something that they see in them that they can look up to. 
something. And even they'll find themselves subconsciously emulating what they see. A true spiritual son uh, to his father, after a while, he begins to look like him. Not intentionally, or act like, not intentionally, but you will see some of the characteristics. It's going to be there because God has joined them. God has bonded them. And it's inevitable. You're going to see something of the father and the son. In a true spiritual father-son relationship. How do I know this? Well, the disciples asked Jesus, uh, uh, show us the father. Jesus said, what? Have you been with me so long that you haven't? Don't you understand? If you've seen me, you've seen the father. I act just like him. Are you understanding? Same case with, with uh, Elijah and Elisha. The first thing he did when, it, when Elijah's mantle dropped, he picked it up, Elisha picked it up, ripped, it, ripped off his uh, mantle, his old mantle, had his daddy's spiritual father's mantle, and he went back to the same river and said, where's the God of Elijah? And he smote the waters, and he did the same thing. There's something in the transferal of it. Now, if there is a true father-son connection, true father-daughter connection, then eventually you will begin to see some of that anointing in your own life. What they operate in, you'll begin to see it manifesting in your own life if God has truly joined. Next time we meet, I don't know when we'll be able to get this again. Next time we meet, if God willing, the Bible declares there in... 1 Corinthians, I don't have time today, 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, you can read yourself, 1 Corinthians 4, how Paul says that we have um, 10,000, says though we have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet we have not many fathers. There's a difference between an instructor and a father. There's a difference. And it is so thrilling and interesting And I pray that I'll be able to get that to you. But I pray also that you receive the word of God today. If you have, then give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's lift him up. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.